From banking to entertainment, a detour into HR consultancy, a brief period learning to make chocolate before starting her own business and becoming a coach. In this month's episode, we meet a career coach and get her insights and learnings for those following a similar path. Welcome to the Curious Coach Podcast. So buckle up as we travel around and explore the world of coaching. Here's your host and professional coach, Stephen Clements. Valerie O'Hanlon is a life and career coach, having founded her own company, Clarence Consulting, back in 2014. She then qualified as a coach in 2015 and went on to win the ICF Ireland Career Coach of the Year in 2016. I had the pleasure of talking with her recently to get her insights and advice for those just starting out on their own coaching journey. My name is Valerie O'Hanlon. I'm a career and life coach and the name of my company is Clarence Consulting. So I started my own business in January 2014 and I did the coaching program with Coaching Development. Um, I started that in September 14 and finished in March 2015. So I've been really coaching, I suppose, since 2015. And was, I suppose, starting your own business a goal you always had in mind or did that come as a result of the coaching or... I guess I really never had a, a goal of starting my own business. It wasn't in my um, in my dreams at all. I was I've always worked. I left school when I was actually sixteen. I did my leaving cert, and I've worked all my life. Um, I worked in banking. I worked in RTE for a while. I um, worked as an entertainer in um, Napo Castle in County Clare for a number of years, and I got a job working with an American company in Shannon back in 1996. And I guess I got a really good mentor there in the managing director and he encouraged me to go back to college. So I went back to college in the University of Limerick and studied um, human resources. So I did four years at night there and got my human resources qualification. And so then I continued in HR for a number of years, working as HR manager, working within the University of Limerick in a HR capacity as well. And then I suppose like a lot of women um, in their 30s, you end up having started to have children if you're lucky enough um, or unlucky enough, depending on what way you look at it. Um, but I started having a family and I took a little bit of a step back, did some job sharing and then went back to work, I suppose, in a different capacity than I'd been in before I'd started having my family. And I found that the role was very um, not suited to me. And I guess I, I, I kind of coached myself, I suppose, um, without really realizing it. And I really, I sat down and I thought, well, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? Um, a little bit of a, a, a midlife crisis in my early forties and thought, you know, do I want to be sitting in this corner surrounded by, um, all this equipment around me and being stuck here. And I really did feel stuck in a corner and um, both literally and um, in every other way. And um, I thought to myself, no, I don't want to do this because I really evaluated my skills and my skills I knew were more in a people orientated role and that I knew I had things to share with people. I was always the kind of person that people came to for advice, whether it be um, 
mostly kind of around people's tax issues or their health insurance or their car insurance. They they always knew Valerie could help them out. And or if people were looking for a new job, they'd always come to me for help with their CV and things like that. So I was always in that. I kind of took on that role, I suppose, within family and friends of being that that go to person for advice. And so um, I left the university. I took a year out to decide where my path was going to lead me. And I tried different things. I um, did some online training. I, I qualified as a qualified financial advisor thinking that that might be the route I might take. Um, I did a chocolate making course down in Ken Mayer in County Kerry, thinking that was going to be the thing for me. And um, chocolate making, I don't know if you've ever made chocolate before, but it's actually very messy. And you also have to keep it very cold. So it didn't suit me <laughs> from that perspective. So um, so I really, I suppose I, I kind of went back to what I, I knew, which was the HR area. And I kind of just fell into it. It just so happened that the the managing director that had mentored me back in the late 90s um, approached me and asked me to do a small project for him. And as a result of doing that, I thought to myself, you know what, if I could do this, I can do my own business. So I started up more so in the HR consultancy field. And I worked in that from, from 2014. So got some clients, did a little bit of training, that kind of thing. And it was a result of doing the HR work that a client approached me and asked me to coach their HR team who was going through a, a change um, process. And I said, well, I'm not a coach. And they said, well, that doesn't matter. We we like you and we like the work that you've done and we think you could do it. So I coached some of their um, junior HR staff and really enjoyed it and actually had some uh, success with it in the sense that the people I was coaching really kind of moved forward in the issues that they were having within their roles. So um, I decided then that it was time to go and look for a coaching program that might suit me and might give me the the skills. I suppose I had maybe, I'd like to think I had a little bit of a natural ability for it, but I didn't have any of the theory. And um, I suppose I, I was only kind of going blindly into something. And I thought, well, this is too serious a, um, a position to be in on a one-to-one -one with people. I need to know what I'm doing here. And that's when I signed up for the coaching development. And so it just went from there, really. I, I couldn't believe how um, interesting the course was, how um, transformative coaching was for people. And I suppose the whole self-awareness and self-development for myself doing that coaching program really made a difference. And so I, I started out then 2015 looking for one-on-one -on -one clients and building a coaching practice. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm really struck by the, the, the journey that you've traveled throughout all of that. Yes, it has been a journey. And I suppose that's what I feel I have to offer then as a coach, especially a career coach, in the sense that I've made those changes, I've done different things, um, and I've I've adapted and changed and been flexible and looked for opportunities, really. I think, you know, a big piece of um, the awareness part for clients in coaching is to show them that there's options. There's always a different way to do things. And I suppose that's what I can show from a personal perspective from my journey that I've been on and my, my career to date. What, what I've been struck by in, in talking to a number of people recently is how people have pulled or drawn on what they knew or what they started out on 
as a way of tying it back then to the, the coaching and the type of client that they're working on. It's not about forgetting everything you've ever known and saying, right, I'm going off to be a coach. It's about, seems to be about nearly integrating or bringing that, what makes you, you with you uh, and using that to find your niche. Um, I think so. I think it's, to me, it would be about building. It's building on what you've got. And I think, you know, every element of our own lives is, is a, you know, people do talk about a journey, but actually somebody mentioned to me, um, actually a client mentioned to me at the weekend was it's about Lego blocks. You know, it's about building one block upon another and making you stronger and stronger as you go up really, you know, building on the base that you've got and building on it. Um, And I, you know, I don't, I actually don't see us kind of reaching the top, you know, I think it's continuous the whole time and I'm learning from um, things that I do myself, reading and doing other additional courses, but also learning from my clients all the time. I'm learning from them as well. So um, it's an absolute privilege to be able to coach people for them to share, you know, quite um, private um, elements of their lives, you know, to you and to hold those safe and to give them that space where they feel comfortable to be able to share those things with you. So a real privilege to do that. But yes, a, definitely a building, um, building blocks, I see, I'd see it as. Yeah, that's, that's a nice way of, a nice way of visualizing it. In building those blocks, you know, how, how long do you feel that it took you to establish yourself then as a coach in, in that whole space? Well, I think um, what really helped me was I I won the um, Career Coach of the Year in 2016 with the ICF. And I think that really helped me focus. I suppose up to that time, I had been doing the coaching and still had a few kind of HR consultancy clients. And um, I know sometimes you can, I, I use the term and I, I, even when I use it, I know kind of I'm being derogatory and I don't mean to be, but you know, I do think, you know, if you can be a little bit airy fairy about these things, but I, um, I actually, the month before I won the award, the career coaching award in 2016, I removed HR consultant from my tagline on my business card and on my, um, uh, LinkedIn profile. And I said, no, I'm going to put coach up there, you know, front and center, because that's what I want to be is a coach. I want to, that's, that's what I want to identify as. And a month later, I won the Career Coach of the Year Award. And it really was a matter of kind of, you know, build it and they will come, you know. So um, I was absolutely thrilled with that. And I think that that gave me the confidence and the boost and the profile to be able to be be another block on top of where I was at. And so um, that really, I would say, was was a, a, a pivotal moment for me was winning that award. Um, and that really helped then to cement me as a you know professional coach and put me into that kind of career coaching space as well. If I'm hearing correctly, it, it, it was a number of elements. It was the, your own self-belief, but then also using that self-belief to, to market yourself as, as that coach. Yes. I mean, I was marketing myself as the coach, but I suppose it just did give you that extra rubber stamp on top of things. Um, and not, I suppose it did from my confidence levels would be, uh, you know, I wouldn't be known for not being too confident. You know, I am, I come across, I suppose, most of the time as being fairly confident. And I know we all have that sense of, you know, are we really, um, 
worthy of being here sometimes. But I do try to manage that as much as possible. And so what I think the award gave me was more so other people, what they saw um, that they, you know, that it gave that rubber stamp. And then, so, you know, if you see award-winning coach, then you more likely to maybe give me a call than maybe giving somebody who doesn't have that beside their, their name, you know. And I, I suppose I'm curious in terms of, I suppose, the business aspect of run, running a coaching business. Was that something that came naturally, natural to you or did you invest in your own learning and development of that piece as well? Yes, I did. And I suppose I, I, I didn't, at the time, I didn't really, you know, think it was too much of an investment. It was just seemed to be the natural way to go with it. So I've, I've really got myself involved in different networking opportunities. Um, so I'm based down in Limerick and there'd be quite active um, women in business networking um, groups. And there would be other, you know, other, it's a, it's a busy city for events and things like that going on. So I, I went to a women in business event back in the early days and there was a speaker at it. And she said that, you know, if you're starting a new business, you need to be networking 80% of the time needs to be actual networking and building your business. And then she said, when you're working, you know, in the business and you're working, um, when you start getting your clients, then you need to still be spending at least 20% of your time networking and looking for clients and building your profile around who you are and what you're about. So I've kind of taken, I probably haven't gone exactly on those kind of figures, but I have made sure that I get myself out and about. Um, and it gives me um, a couple of different things. One would be that you're, yes, raising your profile in the local area here so that people will know, oh, well, you know, that's Valerie O'Hanlon and she's a, a career coach. And if anybody's looking for one, she's the person to go to because she's always, you know, she's so visible. Um, then the other piece would be that you're meeting different people and you're learning from the people that you're chatting to, having the cup of coffee with, because you ask them questions about their businesses because they're small business owners as well. So you're also learning from them. And then the speakers. So I, I would choose wisely which events I might go to. Um, it would be to see, you know, what you can learn from the people that might be speaking at those events as well. So um, I've definitely learned an awful lot from those kind of um, networking events. And it also helps with your own confidence then of getting out, meeting people, keeps you um, less isolated as a person working on your own. So you're not, um, you know, so a lot of people do say that, that they feel very, you know, isolated or lonely working on their own. And I, I guess I haven't felt like that because I've always, every week I'll try and do something, or if it's not every week, it's every second week, or if it's not a, an event I'm going to, well, then maybe somebody I've met at that event, I might meet them for a coffee or meet them for lunch or um i've even had you know skype calls with people that i might have event, met at events and just had a chit chat how are you doing what's your business doing how is it going you know and can we you know learn from each other so i suppose i've that's one way that i've definitely um invested in my businesses doing things like that and i've picked up like a wealth of knowledge from that you know things about, i've picked up things about your about social media about how to run my website um, about networking, um, about, you know, I, I would be also a member of the CIPD, the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. So I'd keep my hand in regarding knowing what's going on in that industry then as well. And that 
would certainly help, especially in the career coaching side of things. So to know who's recruiting, who, you know, what kind of recruitment is going on, have trends changed, all that kind of thing as well. So that I might be of help and assistance in the career coaching side of things of the business. So from that sense, I would have, I would have invested from a a more, and I suppose they would be smaller investments, but what you're investing there is your time. Um, and from a, a financial investment, yes, I've invested in making sure that I think, you know, I think it's an imperative for coaching is to have a supervisor. So for the last, I'd say definitely at least two years, if not more, I've been, um, part of a, a, a supervision, supervision group. So I do group supervision, um, with, with Alva Harrington as well. So I've been doing that for the last two years, which um, is really important. And again, huge value um, for your for your practice. And then I've also built on other things in the sense that I've done, um, I got accredited as a strengths profiler um, for individuals. So to look at people's strengths. Um, and so I can offer that as part of my, my package to my clients. And last year I did a program with um, one of the local groups that were running a, um, a women's uh, educational piece. And that was a, a I'm trying to think of the name of it now. It was, um, we were called REN. So it was the Women's Rural Entrepreneurial Network. And that was run in conjunction with um, Ballyhura Development Company and Cork Institute of Technology. So I got a, a certificate in enterprise development as part of that then as well. So every, every year I tried to do something, um, you know, and I know my, my late mother would, often give out to me for you know saying you're always doing some course when when would you ever be finished you know but um i do think it's valuable to do something um uh, that will again build another block and give you another um piece of experience that you can offer um to your clients as well uh, yeah and, and it's it's so important as you say it, it's there's always something to that you can learn and and something new you can bring to to yourself that will then ultimately help help you help clients more um in, in terms of i suppose you what what's been the most challenging aspect of your journey so far i think it's the um I'd certainly, it's not so much now at the moment because I, I seem to have a steady stream of, of clients and, and other ways of kind of, um, I suppose, other partnerships with other people that I get some work from. So, but in the early days, it was difficult to manage in the sense that one month the phone might never ring. Um, and then what do you do? And the kind of panic sets in and it's kind of managing that panic of, you know, that it, look, it's just a slow month and next month something will, will turn up. Um, so there was definitely a couple of months of that back in the, you know, I'd say two to three years before maybe I won the, the award. There was definitely a couple of months of that where the phone didn't ring. And you wonder where will the next client come from? So, um, that can be, that was a challenge, um, both to get the clients and then also to manage your own, um, your own mental disposition there to say, you know, look, the, don't, don't give up hope and, um, you know, don't, 
it's not a failure, you know, just because you don't have any clients one month, you know, that it's, this is all part of parcel of being self-employed, you know, that you have to take the rough with the smooth. And, um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't, sometimes it is a little bit of a barren period and um, other times then it can be a very busy period and you have to manage that as well. That can be nearly as challenging as, as not having some work, you know? So, um, so I would say nearly that was my biggest challenge certainly in the more recent times i suppose in the very beginning i found the the challenge was the responsibility of it all that someone was actually you know paying you a fee um, and they were hoping that you were going to help them and i suppose how you make sure that you're contracting in relation to what it is that you're going to do and what they're expected to do obviously as the client because obviously it's all about them um, and them finding the answers so that to be very clear as to what the coaching process is with them and um, and you trusting that yourself then that you've contracted well and so therefore you know that, that releases them that level of little bit of their level of responsibility but I think you, you always feel responsible because you know they're a client and you do um, develop a, a relationship with them you know and they are paying you money for to come to you every every um, week or every month or, or every two months or whenever it is they're coming. So that was a huge challenge in the beginning as well. And I, I do remember, you know, calling my supervisor and saying, I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> you know, they've 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 paid me money. And I, I say if I can't, I don't know what questions to ask them or save the questions I ask. Don't um don't elicit the re- a response that you know will move them forward uh, so that was definitely a big challenge in the very beginning um and then in terms of the the biggest learning for you so far the biggest learning now that's a hard one and i should know have an answer to that now because i i'm always saying that to to clients <laughs> you know what's what do, what have they learned from things um the biggest learning i suppose the biggest learning is that um the biggest learning is that, you know, I'm stuck on that. I think there's two things to it. One on a personal level, the learning element is that I can do this, that I can. Um, and I suppose, you know, going back to what I had said of, of my kind of career and the changes I've made, I kind of did them and didn't realize what I was doing. And I suppose the learning has been that I've been on a, a track and a, a road without really knowing and I kind of I thought I didn't know what I was doing but actually I did know what I was doing so that's been the learning that I I suppose to trust myself more about where I'm going and what it is that I'm doing that whatever I do even if it doesn't turn out it's because I've made that choice to do it and you know if we go back to the whole piece of brand coaching you know that we have the resources within and it is about trust trusting ourselves that I think that's what I've learned is that I can trust myself and that I know what's best for me um, going forward. Um, and I was going to say one other thing then from the clients, I suppose that learning piece around that, that you can make a difference to people's lives. Um, and that has been huge, I think, because, you know, sometimes you go, uh, and I had one particular client and I, I had seen them for four sessions and this was our last session. And I, I remember walking, getting out of the car, walking across the car park over to where I meet them. And I thought to myself, do you know what? I haven't helped this guy at all. And I felt really um, 
I, I, I was reflecting on that walking in thinking, you know, he's wasted his money anyway, because I don't think he's gotten anything from this at all. And when I went in and I asked him that as part of the, the final session, and he said it had been transformative. And he said his wife had even noticed and, you know, though that he hadn't, wasn't actually making, he was looking to change roles. Um, but he said, though, even though he hadn't, you know, got to changing roles, what he had, he um, got from it was that he was happy, happier in the role that he was in and he was able to manage himself better in that role and he had gained confidence in the fact that he could look for another role if he wanted to and that that was up to him, you know, so I really, I remember, I mean that's, that's a few years ago even, I just thought well, you know, there I was I thinking I hadn't helped him at all, but it was transformative for him, so I suppose that's the learning as well, is that you really you know, to go back to that word, of it, it is a privilege to, to coach people and that you can have a huge difference. You can make a huge difference on people's lives just from, you know, a one hour, two hour session of coaching. So um, that's, that's, that's a huge learning. And it's such a lovely thing to remember and reflect on as well when yeah. And I do, I suppose that's one of my pieces in my coaching pieces. I'm big on reflective uh, learning. So I do encourage all my clients to keep a reflective journal. Um, and that's something I've been doing the last couple of years that has really been very helpful for me in a lot of different ways. So, um, so I do try to reflect. I think that is a, a, an important part as well of your coaching practice to reflect on your situations, because obviously it doesn't always go the way you want it to. Um, but or the way the client wants wants it to, so it is good to reflect on that as well. Okay, so last question. In terms then of thinking back to when you started out, is there any one piece of advice that you wish somebody had given you then? I think if I had have done my website earlier, um, I know that's a very kind of practical piece, but um, I do think my website had, had was really a changer for me as well, which I did kind of after I won the award. And I do think that the website um, made a huge difference to both my profile, where I can put content um, and where people can find me. So that made a huge difference for me. The um, the, the, the website did. And I think the other thing is to maybe find your niche. You know, I think in the very beginning, um, I was very broad and I thought I was doing the right, and I probably, at the time I was doing the right thing for me in the sense that I was all things to all men. And again, I, I do look, you know, take advice from people and, um, I do listen, I do look out for, to have a mentor, somebody that can, you know, point you in the right direction or share their experiences. And somebody that I have worked with as well said to me, you know, that I, they thought I was too broad. And I remember being a little bit, um, put out that they said that, you know, that I was too broad. I thought my, my broadness was a, a benefit because I thought, well, I can, you know, I can do anything. Um, but really it was once I had found my niche and brought that niche into being the career coaching piece that, um, that things really started to develop more as well. So, um, I suppose I would say, don't worry that if you don't have a niche in the beginning, I think you'll find your niche as you work your way through what it is that you're doing. But eventually a niche is a, 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 a good distinguishing factor for you. Um, if you're trying to sell yourself and sell your services as a coach. My thanks to Valerie for her time and insights, and I hope you find this episode as useful as I did. More information can be found on my website at stephenclements.ie 
forward slash podcast. And that's Stephen with a PH. I'd love to hear your feedback, suggestions or comments. So please don't hesitate to drop me an email at stephen at stephenclements.ie. Thanks for listening. And in the meantime, don't forget, stay curious. <laughs>